welcome back everybody to we'd like to talk with your pals jamal and hal and today we have a very special guest we have randy miser who is the general manager of the newest dispensary in northern nevada the source reno the source is located on longley and mccarran and we're very excited to have launched the source's delivery on blackbird go so you can now order for delivery from the source at blackbirdgo.com um welcome randy thank you thanks for having me Thank you. Randy, before we get into all the questions we have for you, just please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about the source. Well, a little bit about myself is um, this isn't my first time in cannabis. I've been in cannabis for a couple of years now. Um, it's definitely been a nice change. I'm from Ohio, and that's a place you cannot get cannabis recreationally. So coming here and having a new career all around has been really exciting. Cool. Um, and then the source, like the source gave me my first opportunity in cannabis too. Um, they, they hired me intro into cannabis, uh, as a floor advisor, and then they promoted me, um, at, all the way up. So that's been an amazing place. So. That's awesome. So did you just move here recently from Ohio or what was the timeline on that? 2017 is when I moved here from Ohio. Um, and then we moved up here to Reno cause we were in Vegas first. Um, I moved up here to Reno in, in 2018, the beginning of it. So what do you, what do you think about Reno versus Vegas or versus <laughs> Ohio? <laughs> okay. So I like Nevada better than I like Ohio. I like the weather a lot better. <laughs> okay. Um, but Reno versus Vegas, they both have pros and cons. Like Vegas, there's always something to do. There's always some place to go, but Reno is very um, scenic. Like Lake Tahoe is absolutely beautiful and yeah. it's better for my family to be raised up here Versus down there, I, I, there's pros and cons for that. So for a family environment, it's been a little better up here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think yeah. you're totally right. There are there are lots of nice things about Vegas when and Reno and vice versa. So, mm -hmm. but when they always get compared as similar cities, I think it's um, a shortfall. I don't think yes. they're similar really at all. No, no. There's <laughs> pros and cons of both. Like I feel like once uh, my kids grow up, I would be down to move back to Vegas in a heartbeat, just for my own personal fun, you know? <laughs> How old are your kids? Yeah, uh, I have an 11, 12-year-old. Uh, she just turned 12, and then I have a 9-year-old. So. Wow, and a girl. that's awesome. So what did you do before cannabis? I actually did hair. Um, I was a cosmetologist for a long time. I actually did it in high school. Um, so before this, I did hair, and I was an independent contractor. But when I moved from Ohio to here, I, I lost all my clientele, so it was hard to find that motivation to restart everything. So I was yeah. like, ooh, cannabis, why not, you know? <laughs> totally. Awesome. It makes a lot of sense. And it's probably an interesting pivot to go from being an independent contractor in hair to the, the cannabis industry. But um, yeah. I think what's fun about the cannabis industry for all of us, we've all had to pivot to come here because there, no one was doing it before. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's fun is it's kind of like we're still at the, the beginning of this movement if you will and it's energetic and you know it's new and exciting yeah it really yeah. is and that's what's fun about it that's that's why everyone's like as soon as they move to nevada they're like okay well cannabis is an option for a career and that's crazy yeah so right definitely so when you came out here though did you plan on still doing hair or were you like i'm ready for a change i'm ready i, for I did i tried i tried to do hair really? for a little bit and i just didn't have that same fire in me yeah um, and then i went and i visited my first dispensary and i was like no this this is it like this is what i want to do because at the end of the day it's retail 
but right. we're here for a different reason. Like it's, it's medicinal and it, and it helps a lot yeah. of people. So getting behind that was, was really cool because I'm the same way with hair. I I'm like, I like making people feel good about themselves. So I kind of stayed in that same aspect. Hmm. Yeah. No. What, what was it about the experience in your first dispensary um, that made you like, think like, I want to do this it was different and it was kind of taboo to be honest because um in ohio like no one really talks about it you know and i came here and i was like this is different this is the kind of like spark that i need the to re-engage myself and and work and not just yeah. go to work and you know clock in clock out this is something i can be truly passionate about because it's awesome you know yeah yeah I that's feel awesome. that <laughs> <laughs> um what are some of the skills that you like ha- feel are the most um, kind of important in that kind of transition? Because I'm sure, I mean, you know, it is a huge difference, even from retail to retail, if you make that transition from retail into cannabis, it's different. There's a, a lot of things to learn, um, both about the product as well as like regulations and things. But what are some of the suit, the the skills or things that you carried over from your experience? Being good with people. That's the big one, um, because at the end of the day, both both um, careers, you have to deal with people day in and day out, um, and then actually dialing in what they need. It's in both aspects. So this, I'm kind of like, not we're, we're not medical, we're not doctors, you know, like that, but we are getting them exactly what they need to make sure they have a productive and fun life, you know what I mean? Like, because a lot of us suffer with anxiety, like I do. And if I didn't medicate with cannabis every day, I'd be a ball of nerves. <laughs> so it's like the same thing. It's like dialing in exactly what they're there for and what they need and then same with theirs. So I just kind of like connected those. Yeah, it's totally a hybrid between medicinal work and recreational work. It's it's something unique. I think it's kind of like wellness you know, the wellness movement that's also picking up right now, it's part of that, but it's also about fun. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, I don't really know anything else, any other industry that kind of crosses over those lines the way that cannabis does. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. I used to work at, uh, it's a burrito shop, but it's like a health focused, a healthy burrito shop. And they used to tell us that we are healthcare professionals because we're giving great food. Yeah. And I always was like, it's a burrito place. <laughs> I'm giving people a beer with their burrito. Like this is not, but in, in cannabis, it is so different. And the people that I've met, you know, even in my work, I, I haven't been customer facing. I've been in marketing the, my whole experience in cannabis, um, but it has been so interesting. The different ways that people come into it, as well as like the ways that people use it medicinally, um, even if they're not, you know, medical users or patients, they still find a way to that that suits their needs. And that to me, um, that's a hard skill to learn, like yeah. uncovering other people's needs. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that with weed? It's just, it's really just getting to know your customers and building a relationship with them because a lot of them will come in here and they don't know you and it's hard to get to get their trust in a lot of ways. Um, because everything is so specific, you know, one thing that affects someone in one way will affect someone in a completely different way. So just really getting to know them, know what they like. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. And then they'll come in and they'll be like, I want you because you know exactly what I need. And I trust. Yeah, Yeah, that's totally true. It's I think also, especially with people who are new to cannabis period, walking into a dispensary and meeting a bud tender is a pretty intimidating process. And I think 
you know, for me, my first time going into a dispensary was one where my friend worked and I just would request her because I knew that she would find something that I, you know, I trusted her exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying. And it, it is scary, especially like, you know, everyone has a story with edibles gone bad right but then you go oh, yeah. into it you go into a dispensary and the the bartender's like oh you'll love these edibles and you're like i don't know like it's a really scary thing i don't want to lose my mind again but like it does build you do have to kind of build that relationship yeah you really do it's key now what about in the on the plant science side what are the things that really kind of changed your perspective or like your own cannabis experience mm-hmm. Um, I feel like once I got with the source, like that completely changed, like, cause we have solventless cartridges, we have solventless live rosin. So they're very focused on the medical, like the healthiest way to consume. So like, once I came into that, I, I had no idea about anything like that. You know, when I came in, I was like, okay, cannabis, indica, sativa, okay, I got this, you know, then you start focusing on the other side of things and actually going and visiting cultivations and like getting the behind the scenes on things. It's so different. I, I, yeah, and I can't praise camp and the source enough um, because a lot of other dispensaries don't have that kind of wellness-minded um, thought press, process, but they are just that. That's their key, one of our core values is being wellness-minded. So just seeing that and how the solventless process actually works is crazy. I'm still learning all where I'm still new to the source, so I'm still learning it. So it's really mm-hmm. intriguing. Yeah, I was going to ask, I, I'm not super familiar with solventless. And when we were doing research on the source, I saw that and I saw all the stuff that Camp, the brand does. And I, would you be able, are you able to provide a little bit more insight on what that is? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't have the exact like extraction process, but I know they don't use any CO2 or, or butane. It's mm. all just pressure and water. And it's really, it's really cool. And you can taste it when you taste our products. Have you guys had any of our solventless cartridges or anything? No, not yet. No. Oh, I encourage you to do so because the taste in general, because you know, if you hit a cartridge, you're like, "Mm, I can kind of taste that butane, you know? Yeah. This one, you just trade the plant. It just tastes like straight up. That's exciting. I will definitely be buying some soon because I, that's one of my biggest hangups with, with vape carts is that it, to me, it feels kind of chemically and it hurts and I don't love that. So I'm interested for sure in trying something that would be healthier and taste better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stop in any time. We'll definitely educate you on it. We have education. Um, Our, our floor advisors, like, cause we have different, we have solventless um, flour rosin. We have ice water hask hash cartridges we got all kinds of stuff so like it's absolutely crazy so they they have like every single process down because i was like hey like if we don't know let's talk to the guy that makes it we have a a line of communication with um aaron nino he's one of the he's the um um, production manager sorry um he's the production manager over at camp so Mm. he just answers every single question we have so we can tell the customers exactly like what say hey how's this made even our tinctures are solventless, which is wow. absolutely crazy. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yes. That's really interesting. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know you could it's make solventless that. and they just have an ethanol wash. So right. it's absolutely crazy. I mean, when someone wow. asked me that when we first opened, I was like, oh, it's gotta be, so, you know, I started going off on like some tangent and then I like reached out to Aaron about it. I was like, so he's like, no, they're really solventless. It's real. I was like, what? Wow. Oh, cool. So it was cool. And I called it lady back. I was like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> completely solventless. I apologize. So I have better news for you. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, you've. I'm so interested now. I'm going to have to try everything. One of everything yeah. from camp. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Even our flower, our flowers. Oh, absolutely amazing. So right. is, it, is the camp also the in-house flower brand? Yep, that's ours. Okay. Camp and then Eightfold. We have both of those Eightfold. brands as our in-house. In um, we also have Seventh Sense, which is our CBD line too. Cool. So for Reno people listening, mm -hmm. Can you maybe give a pitch as to what makes the source different than the other dispensaries we have in town? Yeah, definitely. I'm um, coming from another dispensary in town. The source, the way we do things is completely different. Not that one way is good or bad. Um, we are a small dispensary right now. We, I say we're the biggest little dispensary <laughs> around here. <laughs> On um, brand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sorry. All um, right. <laughs> Um, I think we're different because we have a personal feel. When you come in here, um, the person that checks you in is the person that takes care of you as well. Um, oh. we have so we don't have bud tenders per se. Um, we have patient advisors. So they'll check mm. you in and then they'll take their tablet and they'll walk around the store with you, socially dif distanced, obviously, but walk around the store with you and build your order. And the last stop is cool. definitely the bud tender where you get checked out. And then we go over your points because we have a reward system. Um, it's, it's just completely different. Most of the time you just get checked in at reception and other dispensaries and get in the line. Right. So that's why we're- Yeah, that's been my only experience in a dispensary. I haven't been to one where you get to walk around and kind of shop as you go. That's yeah. cool. You know, yeah. I think that that's a really unique approach to me because something that I've noticed about cannabis retail is that it hasn't really developed beyond the way that it's set up for medical. Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of that is definitely because of regulations. But that's like when I think about, you know, going to buy a, a case of beer or going to buy my groceries or anything else, it's so different because there's not all these layers. Mm -hmm. And that's what I noticed is like, well, if I was a patient, I would understand, you know, this check-in process and feeling a little bit more hands-on. But that to me is such a unique and simple mm -hmm. solution of like, don't try to change it to meet rec, try to change mm -hmm. the rec experience to be closer to what it was as a medical patient. That's so brilliant exactly. to me. Exactly. And it's in and out at that time. We keep our capacity down. Um, so it's a smooth process. We only get, allow a couple people in at a time. We take care of them. We send them out. And it's just like a nice little rotation. So there's no big long line that you have to stand with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Right. Especially during so, COVID. That's, yeah, that's really nice. That was, that was huge. I'm like, we're supposed to be socially distancing, but we have all these people in this line <laughs> together. Yeah. You know, so that's a, that's my... I absolutely love that about this. And we get to know each one of our customers and we modify, we create notes for them. We have exactly what they need. That's cool. awesome. So uh, let's talk about COVID. What yeah. has that experience, <laughs> what has that experience been like for you? You know, we had, it was hell for us. Yeah. I will, yeah. will say without um, parsing it, but you know, that's just on the, the delivery side. I can't even imagine what things were like in the retail realm. Can you talk a little man, bit about I, that? Man, I didn't start. I didn't start out with the source during COVID. I was with another dispensary, but it, it was it was a constant battle every day. Um, to let anyone in the dispensary, you had to have a mask on, and that was the main fight with everybody. Mm. They would just be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I can't allow you in. You have to have a mask." Um, people would be so upset about it, and I understand it was a scary time. It's still a scary time. You never really know what's going to happen, you know. So. Um, we would just try to enforce that, and then it would it would make our job different. It would it took cannabis to a different level. It it, it took all that fun 
and wellness-minded aspect out of it into a, hey, I got to make sure I only allow this many people in, they're distanced, they have masks, yeah. like, it, it came a very, like, like, factory kind of, it was, it was yeah. fun, and now we're slowly starting to get, not back to normal, but we're still slowly getting, like, vendors coming in and being allowed to enter the dispensary and things mm. like that, so we're slowly getting that back, and that was crucial. Because that's what that's how our staff got educated on their products is when vendors came in and educated everybody and and educated customers as well. So yeah. it was it was crazy. It was <laughs> absolutely crazy. And I went from a dispensary that we didn't offer delivery, and to survive we had to. Right. Right. So we all had to start from the ground up and and figure out delivery. And I know you guys had it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but none of us did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know that's a, that's really I think. It was a learning moment for us as well. Uh, we had an, a dramatic increase overnight when Governor Sisolak made the um, the executive order to move cannabis to delivery only. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, at the time we were a two hour window for delivery yep. and that was just impossible. There's no way, you know, and I think that to your point, it also it showed it elevated cannabis in a mm-hmm. way that I don't think I had really anticipated. And I, you know, I know obviously all of us in the industry right now know that it's going to be even bigger, mm-hmm. but just the fact that it was so immediate and then it shows you <clears throat> the capacity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the where we can be mm-hmm. um, delivery wise industry-wise just the amount of people who were purchasing cannabis and like making it now a priority it's not so much like oh I'll just pop in the dispensary it's like now it has to be scheduled Mm -hmm. and like really planned out and I think that that is going to change the the Mm -hmm. industry really it's just not going to be the same again I think (laughs) yeah we're essential now and we know it you know (laughs) yeah it's gone to it's gone to all of our heads a little bit hasn't it yeah I know right I was like oh we're finally essential right I I mean still can't get a a loan for a house but you know federal (laughs) got that though you know Camp is a brand born from the idea of connecting with nature, connecting with others, and connecting with yourself. Camp is your happy place. Camp is responsible for bringing the first solventless rosin THC products to the Nevada market. They are now available at the source dispensaries in Reno, Las Vegas, and Henderson. Definitely check them out, and you can order them right now on blackbirdgo.com. So let's go more on the personal side. What has your experience been like with cannabis? And when did you start? How did you start? All that kind of stuff. Well, um, in Ohio, um, cannabis was kind of in my family, if you get what I mean. Um, I've been around it my entire life. Um, So coming out here and being able to do it legally has been really cool. I was very excited to come to a legal state because I'm 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 a mom, you know, so I want to make sure that everything I do, I have them in mind too. Um, so being able to purchase it legally was so cool. <laughs> the first time yeah. I actually went in and purchased it, I was like, oh my gosh, like no one's going to like come after me. I, this is great. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, um, and since then, like I, I've dealt with anxiety and 
and depression my entire life. Like it's, it's in my family. Um, so I didn't deal with it as well in Ohio when it wasn't readily available to me. And now that I have it, I am more of an outgoing person. Like I can actually function in my everyday life. So I have a very personal connection with it. Uh, my yeah. husband does. My husband has, before we moved here, he didn't sleep a full night at all. He'd be up and down all night. Now he sleeps like a rock. Wow. Like he just eats a couple edibles before bed and he's golden. So we both have this personal connection to cannabis. Cool. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And so when you, I'm always curious for people who work yeah. in the industry, what it's like with their family. And you said your family has been in cannabis. <laughs> um, so for them, what it, what's that experience like to now have you working in legal state as a general manager as well? They're proud <laughs> to say the least. And that's like not always the case for like, even the people I work with, there's parents yeah. that are not cool with it. I'm very fortunate to have parents that are very understanding and, and yeah. my family as well. Um, and before this, like my husband, he had never even experienced cannabis before moving to Nevada. Wow. So he was an adult, like, cause he wasn't raised around it, you know, right. he came here and he was very nervous. And then, so I kind of removed that stigma stigma from him and I, I I'm really proud of that to be totally honest <laughs> yeah, very, you should be. yeah we're very yin and yang and we're just slowly removing the stigma my family's very excited for me and what I'm doing and they're kind of jealous that I can have a career that they technically can't have right now sure. so they're, they're, they're super happy for me that's awesome and the questions oh my gosh they're like hey any question they have hey can you tell me about this hey can you tell me about that so yeah you've become the point person yep Yep. <laughs> That's relatable. I feel the same way. The second I got the job at Blackbird, even before I really had much knowledge, people were all of a sudden asking me all sorts of questions. And I was like, okay, I need to ask somebody else because yep. though I'm connected, I don't know anything yet. Yeah. But, but yeah, now it's like every time someone wants to go to the dispensary and buy something, I get a text, which I love being that yeah, person yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's cool. And like, none of us know everything. Cause I mean, we don't know everything about cannabis. So it's really cool. Cause I, if I don't know something, I'm like, sweet. Now I have a question to ask someone else and I'll know next time you ask me, you know? <laughs> right. Totally. It's a constant learning. Yeah. Yep. What is it like with your kids? How do you approach the subject of cannabis with your kids? Oh, that one has been hard. I'll tell you that. Um, so I, I've, I haven't had like a general, like, Hey, I've told them what I do, you know? And I, I don't think they fully understand it yet because they're kind of young, but mm -hmm. I don't go out of my way to try to hide it because I don't want them to see that as something that's bad. So yeah. I'm just trying to keep it very open. Any questions they have when they say, hey, mom, how's work? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm honest. I'm very yeah. honest because I think um, in the past, the parents have done a good job of creating the stigma. So right. I'm trying Absolutely. to start off by removing it and also being like, hey, you know, this is something just not just like alcohol, but it has the same like criteria. Like you can't consume until you're 21. Like, so there's rules and it's very serious but it's not a bad thing. So I've just right. been trying to, it's been hard because this is my first time like really trying to figure it out and I, and they're very open to it. So yeah. It's a really interesting conversation. And I, it's one that I am constantly thinking about when I'm with my friends who are starting to have babies. Cause I'm like right at that age where all my friends are starting to really have them. And I think exactly what you said is how I feel of like wanting to be open about it and normalize it in the same way, like smoking a couple puffs of a joint every night instead of a glass of wine. Like it should be the same as that, yep. where the kids still understand that they can't have a glass of wine, but it's something that, I don't know. Okay. I think it should be, it should be as 
exactly the same as wine or beer or whatever. And I, it's going to be interesting being a part of this generation that's creating the next generation with a totally different approach, especially for people who work in weed. Like, I don't know. I think it's really cool. And I, I feel excited about what our kids and our generation below them are going to, the world of weed is going to be so different than it was yeah. when we grew up. Yeah. And I, I really feel like um, if my, if one of my children decided to follow my path and get into cannabis, I'd be proud. I wouldn't yeah. be upset. You know what I mean? Like first I could actually say that, you know what I mean? Most yeah. people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, totally. it's such a reward, rewarding career to have too. So I just want to make sure that they can do anything they want to do. Right. That's a, that's such an awesome perspective. And it's, it's exciting. Like Haley said, to see that develop. I grew up in a household where there was no alcohol or like substances and things like that. And so yet it was like, just, you know, outside the house. <laughs> it was not. And so I always had a weird view about like cannabis use or any of it until I got into high school. And even now, like, you know, my parents know what I do and they're, they're great with it. And I recently, so a lot of my family lives in the Middle East and I spoke to them about it kind of, but it was all kind of like a joke. We use, yeah, we were just calling it like weed or like in Arabic though, and just like not really what it is. And I don't, it just is so different. It'll be so different the more that this progresses. And in 50 years, this industry is going to be completely different. And it's so exciting to be like in this era of it to really mm -hmm. see those first kind of changes. That's so exciting. Yeah. It's crazy Absolutely. to think about what things will be in 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the source will be a huge empire of dispensaries. Yeah. I hope so. I sure <laughs> hope so. People keep talking about it like it's going to be a, like uh, cannabis is going to be in Walmart one day. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. <clears throat> that's a crazy thing to think about. I've thought yeah. about it on Amazon before, but yeah, to be in Walmart. Let's hope that it stays out of Walmarts and is exactly. in like... <laughs> Classier. I don't want it to be there. So I'm like, no, not that too far ahead. Let's not think that far ahead. I want it to be right. right. I yeah. No Walmarts. Right. But Amazon Prime though. That would be cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> depends on depends on which, which part you're in. <laughs> I know, right? Tell us a little bit more about this source and like their focus on community. I see that they do a lot of things in Southern Nevada with um, some nonprofits and things. And the, the, this month, there was a, a fundraiser for the Last Prisoner Project, which is really awesome. We're um, very familiar with them. We love everything that they do. Um, but what is the, the source's kind of focus on that? And what do you hope to develop here in Northern Nevada? So um, the source is very focused on being uh, like community outreach. It's huge. So what they can do to better the community, what kind of part do they play in it? Um, like you said, we do every, every month we choose a new charity to try to donate for. So last month um, was three square. This month is last, last prisoner project. Um, I, I'm excited to see what the next one will be. Um, they're very, they're very involved down South. Um, I actually was just talking to um, my boss and I was like, what can we do here? We both were talking about it. Cause I was like, everything's down South. Like we haven't like made an impact up here yet. So we're actually brainstorming some ideas and I actually want to reach out to my team and talk to them about it and be like, hey, what are you guys passionate about? What can we do in Northern Nevada? Um, and I think it's crazy that my leaders are talking about that. Like, hey, mm -hmm. we're not doing anything yet. What are you going to do? And I'm like, that's so awesome. Like, and most people are like, okay, money, 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 right? 
Right. Yeah. These people, these are, this company is so different. They're very wellness minded, forward thinking. Like I could go over all of our core values, but we, we embody them. And it's, it's, it's just awesome to see. And sooner than later, we're going to get out there in the community. Cause I think one, it'll help get us out there Two, we can make an impact in a positive way. I, I would love to work with anybody that had some sort of community outreach that we could be a part of. Cool. Well, stay in touch with us. I've got a whole, yeah. there's a lot going on in Reno that we could all get in, involved in and any hands on deck help um, specifically okay. with like local Reno projects. So that's awesome. You guys are bringing that energy here with you and that you've already been doing that. The source has already been doing that for a long time in Southern Nevada. We love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. There, there's so many different opportunities, I think, to build those connections as well from Southern Nevada to Northern Nevada. That's something that I've seen in my experience in cannabis and, and Blackbird is very um, present in both markets, but they are very different, you know, and the mm -hmm. communities are very different. And I think that Northern Nevada, because they're, it's a little bit just kind of people doing their own thing in some mm -hmm. senses. It's a little bit more private in some senses, I think there's a lot less um, interaction in the cannabis community. And that could just be me. I'm very insulated in the fact that I'm in a marketing role in a tech company in cannabis. And so um, what, what has your feeling been in the cannabis community specifically? Uh, clarify that for me a little bit. What, what has your experience been like, like moving from Vegas to Reno and now working like, but within the industry specifically? And so I never got to actually work in the um, cannabis industry in Vegas, which I'm kind of sad about, you know, I was like, I'd like to be able to compare. Um, but up here, it's it, you are right, it is more like kind of private down there, it's a little more touristy, you know, so they have a lot of new people coming in all the time. But here, it's kind of like home, you know, they're the people around here pick their home dispensary, and that's who they go with, you know, so that would be my my so I've visited down there, I've got to see it. So that's where I feel like I, I can see that point. I really feel like it's it's your home dispensary. And I think the source is trying to be that neighborhood dispensary too. Yeah, definitely. I feel that. And honestly, the location right next to my favorite sushi spot, down the way from my favorite ramen spot, is amazing. Anoki. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one you're talking about. Oh, okay, good, cool. Yeah. See, that's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but Great yeah. for a dispensary to be located between a bomb ramen shop and sushi shop. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Great for munchies. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, it's also pretty unique of a dispensary in the fact that it's recreational only. Is that yep. something that's unique in in general, or am I am I just crazy? <laughs> no, it's so unique in general. Coming from a both medical and recreational dispensary, coming here and just having recreational has been absolutely crazy. We still accommodate medical um, customers, obviously. Um, but we can't market ourselves as a medical dispensary. So that's been a little different. We have a little, a little different criteria of who we can let in and who we can. Um, mm. So that's the biggest difference. So like in, in a normal dispensary that has a medical and recreational li license, you can let people in that are under the age of 21. Here we cannot. Uh, so that's the big difference. It's, it's been hard because I'm like, oh, you know, like I know you're a medical patient. You have a legit medical card. But unfortunately, because yeah. we're the only one, we are the only one that is just recreational in Northern Nevada. So wow. it's been kind of okay. hard getting used to. And everyone that works for me also has come from that kind of dispensary. So it's been a big change. Yeah. Yeah. Are there a lot in Southern Nevada? Do you know off the hand? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's quite a few. There's quite a few uh, medical and, oh, you say medical or recreational only? Recreational only. 
I'm not sure. Um, we're going to be opening another dispensary here shortly, and that one will be recreational only too. So I know we're the first one in our company, but going forward, that's how they're going to go as well. Interesting. Interesting. Wow, yeah. we're learning. Yeah. yeah. No, a, no, I don't know like the main reason behind it. I haven't like dove into that, um, but I think it's something that that's going to be changing for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was just thinking is like, this is now the next generation because mm -hmm. historically in all cannabis markets, it's always the people who were involved in medical first who start to have that or who are the first to start recreational sales. And then every dispensary that opens now has to serve both markets um, or both, both kind of uh, audiences. And so it's interesting to see the emergence and how that will change the experience as well. It'll be interesting. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah, I know it's been really weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird coming from it when that's all you've known is medical and recreational. So yeah, <laughs> um, we still accommodate everybody. I mean, we we do give all medical patients a ten percent discount too, so we take away the excise tax that they would get at other places too. Um, the source is definitely not trying to like nix any medical patients or anything like that. They still get priority when they do come in the building. It's just a little different. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's really a great time then to set that example as well. Mm -hmm. And in the future, like recreational dispensaries should still keep in mind their patients yep. because, yep. yeah, that's awesome. That's why we're here. That's why we started, right? So, right. <laughs> yeah. What other brands? So, I know that they have Camp and um, Eightfold and Seventh Sense, you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there other brands that you guys are introducing into the market? Maybe not in house, but brands that you're excited about to carry at the source? Um, I'm excited. Well, see, I, since they are from Vegas, they do bring up things that we don't have around here on a regular basis. So they bring with them Tsunami, which I am super, super excited about. Tsunami, Cannabiotics, Pheno Exotic. These are just some of the brands that we carry around here that you don't see everywhere. So that's yeah. been really refreshing to me because they kind of get burned on kind of the same ones all the time. So yeah. they kind of give us that little bit of like, ooh, we have the edge over over others because we can carry something a little different because we have so much exposure down there yeah so those are just the top three that i like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know tsunami is pretty popular and we i've oh, never so. seen it in reno so that's that's exciting we have four live resins right now <laughs> he was like i think i had some live batter from them a while ago but it's been a minute <laughs> yeah it's so good and everyone uh when we were here last year with the stores everyone down south was telling me about tsunami and i had never seen it working up here and I was like oh I'm, I'm excited now I'm gonna go work for the source I can try it again yeah <laughs> try it you know and it and it did not did not disappoint yeah great well I'm glad that you're you're selling everything great here I'm going to have a full cart uh, <laughs> very soon <laughs> I'm excited I'm excited for us to to work together Blackbird in the source and start I'm going to start buying all of my delivery orders from you guys and trying out all of the things that you've mentioned. Cause I have no idea what an ice water, I forget what you yes. said, ice water, something or another it's ice water hash. Solver Great. Yep. <laughs> Don't know what it is, but it sounds enticing. <laughs> you, you come here, you talk to all of our patient advisors about that. They'll break it down little by little for you too. And they're excited to talk about it because they're believers too. I mean, they came with all, from all the places they we didn't have that. So now that they've tried it and they don't go back. <laughs> yeah. So, Great. Yeah. Great. I'm ready to be a convert. Can't wait. All right. Cool. <laughs> What's your, what is your preferred method of consumption? 
Um, concentrate. Um, I am a Puffco girl. Okay. I, yes. <laughs> I am to be, to be fair, like I didn't. So when I first started in cannabis, I didn't know what concentrates were. I was like, okay, dabs, I've heard of that, you know, cool. <laughs> um, but when I came here, I was very flower. I liked flower. And then, um, with my kids and stuff, it was kind of hard to be a little discreet, you know, and not like smell up the whole place. Right. So I, I was like, let me try concentrates because what everyone says and how my vape pen is and like, it doesn't have a huge smell. Um, and so my husband actually for 420 last year bought me a Puffco. And good job, husband. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Since then I've been, uh, a lifer. (laughs) I cannot go back and everyone here is still like, I I still go to my flower here and there. Mm-hmm. What are you, what do you guys like? I wouldn't be interested to hear. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I haven't actually tried a Puffco before and everybody that you talk to that has speaks exactly like you do. So I'm definitely interested. I just haven't fully committed to the idea of buying one yet, but yeah. um, I just, I'm kind of a flower in a bong with ice cubes girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's my, that's my favorite way because i like the cold refreshing that's why the ice water thing sounds great i'm like give me ice water yeah yeah i'm i'm a flower person in a pipe or i love to roll a joint i also like to put crumble or like honeycomb Mm -hmm. in my joints you know really i didn't know that about you (laughs) (laughs) but i do love extracts and concentrates i love edibles i just you know <laughs> everything <laughs> no it is hard to say no and so that's why i can't invest in the puffco or like in a <laughs> myself i have to keep it crumbling it up in the joint yeah. otherwise i'd be taking it straight to the dome all day <laughs> and, and that's good too i mean all of us have our own routines you know we get off of work this is this is what i like to do this is my routine you know and it kind of just decompresses you for the day definitely totally. however a puff i have def i've tried all kinds of dab you know, tools mm-hmm. and is by far like the most approachable, the best tasting, the, be- the best yeah. technology, hardware, all of it. It's so good. That's exactly why I chose, I, that, that's why I wanted to get one is because I'm like, I'm scared of the torch to be totally honest. My it's hair too. will go. Yeah, it's like intimidating. It is. It's, it's very, very intimidating. intimidating. Very intimidating. So I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm, I know I will feel comfortable doing it this certain way. So that's totally. kind of where it came from and it's very user-friendly um i have i have two actually and i actually let someone here borrow it because they were like i've never got to try a puff and i was like oh man i can't let that go i gotta let you you know and they were like yeah <laughs> that's generous of you that's awesome. <laughs> the, the community i love that <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's education, you know what I mean? They'll know more and they can educate our customers a little better too. <laughs> Look at that. You're totally right. You need any bud tenders on the weekend or something? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Randy. It was really great talking to you guys today. Likewise. Yeah, you, you too, Randy. And I hope that we get to meet and interact sometime soon in person and maybe even one day smoke a Puffco together. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Randy, for your time. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. That's going to do it for today's podcast episode. Thanks so much to Randy for giving us the time to talk to us about what's going down at the new source location in Reno. And we want to remind you one more time that 
All of their products are available on Blackbird Go's menus right now for pickup or delivery, both in Reno, Las Vegas, and in Henderson. This podcast episode was sponsored by The Source, so check them out. Thanks for listening, and find us on Instagram at shopblackbirdgo, and yeah, have a great day.